The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to all of you who have joined me for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. And of course, what I mean by that is beyond anyone who tries to choose for you. The freedom for you to choose for yourself is always there. We need to be sure we're not letting anyone at all choose for us. Oh, yes, we can get good advice from this person or that person or different sources, but we get to choose, and we have that freedom and the power to direct our own lives. Today, I'll be talking about an interesting subject called loving our enemies. Now, that might trigger several things in you. Maybe one of the first reactions is, oh, no, how could I ever love that person? Well, I have some insights to share with you today that I hope will change that perspective and set us all free from having any enemies at all in our life. Yes, I mean that, and I'll tell you how. The single most important issue when it comes to enemies is how they get created. Have you ever asked yourself that question? How did that person become my enemy? Did they choose to do that? Or did I choose to make them one? Enemies don't just show up one day and fall into a neat category of those that we prefer to hate or disregard or be angry with and call them dangerous. Our enemies are created because of their actions toward us. Are they because of that? Or is it because we choose to put them in a prison wherein we then feel justified to treat them with disgust and more. So what is it that creates enemies? By loving our enemies, and by the way, where in the world would such an idea come from? Well, I think all of you know, as Yeshua said, as he taught his truths of of oneness and the truths of Allah, the, the name for the divine, and The fact that we are all one, the divine within us, and all of those truths. But what could possibly be a good reason to love someone that we prefer to hate, or be angry with, or push them aside? There are many people uh, who feel that the words love and enemy just simply don't belong in the same sentence. The reason we put someone else into the enemy category is precisely so we can then feel justified 
by not loving them and in that action. This is the human way of looking at this. But isn't this just a convenient dishonesty? Here in the Western world, we have a lot of problems. The Eastern world, the Eastern mindset, and the Western mindset are vastly different. And in so many ways, the Western world and its thinking is a curse. It's a curse that separates us. It's a curse that puts us into competition with others. It's a curse that always, so many times, people see a need to put others down. And why? Why would we ever put anybody down except that we're trying to feel better about ourselves? The truth is that putting someone into the enemy cage makes us feel good about ourselves. The more we blame others, the less we have to look at ourselves and deal with what we know isn't good. How many times do people cave in to family issues, to the age-old scenarios of what this family is or that family is or what I grew up in and, and how dare we uh, really face our own issues deep inside. It's better to just keep a fake pretense of love going on. But at the same time, within so many families, that pretense is a covering for a secret enemy attitude. The truth is that we don't know how to transform our own inner landscape. So we push others away to keep from having to deal with what we don't want to face. The more we blame others, the less we have to look at ourselves, and the less we have to look at our shadow self deep inside. Could it be possible that creating enemies is but the deflection of one's own self, and perhaps a refusal to look at our own shadow issues deep inside, I say absolutely. And I say that because out of my own personal experience, on the spiritual path that I have been traveling, I had to wake up one day and say, wait a minute, Jim Stacy, you are not being honest about this issue. Why do you have enemies, Jim? Well, I had to realize that that enemy was there for a purpose. They didn't cause it. I chose to put them in that category. But is it possible that hating one's enemies is but a form of self-hatred or refusing to own our own mistakes? And I looked at that, and I had to say, yes, there is some self-hatred deep inside. Self-hatred that I was taught by my family, by the church that I grew up in, the whole scenario of so many religious ideas is to hate yourself or put yourself down or put yourself in that prison where you're controlled and let others think for you. My question is this. Would you like you if you met yourself at a party or met someone at the grocery store, you met yourself there or at the church or sporting event? Would you like you if you met you? What if the enemy maker is the one who cannot find a way to love their own self? It was Walt Kelly who said, We have met the enemy, and he is us. <laughs> wow. If we could ever see that, when we see that, 
we will gain a huge insight into transforming all that we have been into what we will know as our most beautiful self. And so, could we be our own worst enemy in our denial of our shadow self and the mistakes that we've made? Is that enemy then just simply my own dishonest self? Is it my avoided truth? Is it my shadow denied? My mistakes projected onto my enemy, perhaps? Oh my, now there's one that'll catch us all. For why is it that we see certain things in that enemy? Is it more about my dishonesty revealed? Is it about my attachments to not wanting to have any guilt within me? Is it my refusal to own my deepest fears? My refusal to surrender into divine connection, perhaps. My refusal to see that I don't know enough to refuse wisdom, insights, and important lessons along the way. To know that I need help is what our awakening is all about. To understand that we are more than just human. We are the divine in human form. And when we understand that and we begin to experience it, one thing happens very, very certainly. Sooner or later, we come to the place where we know that we don't have all the answers. We know that in all of our trying, we know that in all of our waking moments, our com the competitions, the struggles, and all the things that we try to put it all together and find the answers and figure it all out, to lay our plans and make sure, doggone it, that we get there. What we don't realize in that situation is that we must surrender. Surrender is never giving up. Surrender is opening to more. Surrender is simply saying, I need some help. I'm very important. I'm valuable. And yet I don't know it all. So I surrender to the divine wisdom within. I surrender to divine wisdom within other people. And in all of that, I can either refuse to give birth to a new self, or I can choose to own my shadow. I can choose to walk into it and say, you know, that enemy is a picture of me. I will change me. I will choose to know and remember where those negative things came from. And I will choose to replace them with the opposite positive energies. We can do this. You've heard me talk about it many times on the past shows about owning our shadow and birthing a new self and all those issues. To understand that the deepest issues in this enemy syndrome, we must take a deeper look at the teachings of Yeshua or Jesus and what he truly said, not what we've seen in the manipulations of the ancient texts. What he said, do not look at the splinter in someone else's eye when you have a log in your own. He was pointing out the human tendency to accuse others of exactly of what we are guilty, but we refuse to own and be honest about it. And what he's really saying 
is if you look at the log and the splinter, me, the one that's making the accusation, has the log. Me, I have it. The other person has the little splinter. So when I deal with myself, suddenly I don't have to deal with the other person. I no longer have to focus on them as a substitute for doing my own inner work. Human projections of our own guilt is the greatest enemy maker ever known. But how do we do that? How do we deal with our own shadow? And how do we look at all these issues and own them and, and work with them? If you go to my website, www.thedivineiswithinus.com, you can download the article there on the very first page called Letting Go of All Illusions, The End of Guilt, Shame, and Remorse. And the one called The Spiritual Journey, Claiming the Gifts and Pain and Suffering. You can also find detailed help in this process by listening to this talk radio show and all the past shows that are archived. Shows about celebrating our mistakes. Shows about dancing in the delights of imperfections. And all these issues of giving birth to a new self, owning who we are. You can do this work. I can do this work. But we will never do it until we're willing to say, you know, I'm not perfect. I harbor some of the same things I criticize others for being or doing. And I'm going to take responsibility and deal with myself. Time for a break. I'll be right back with you. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the word hell or sin liberating jesus from christianity available right now on amazon.com the voice america seventh wave channel be extraordinary be the change you are listening to beyond religion your life is waiting if you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're talking about a very difficult and yet 
a hugely rewarding choice that we have to make. So besides all the past shows, there's something else I want to share with you today. The Aramaic insight, the language of the original Jesus, or Yeshua, a, a rendering of the words, love your enemies. Now those three words are powerful, but there's far more to it than just, oh, let's see, I think I better love them. Well, how do I do that? How do I see myself and still love them? Just a few weeks ago, I had as a guest on my show, Dr. Neil Douglas Klotz, one of the world's leading Aramaic scholars. And in his book, Prayers of the Cosmos, he wrote a transliteration of the meanings, the deeper meanings and insights of what love your enemies means and how we can do that work. In that book, you will find the following. And here, there are like nine or, or ten lines that reveal what those three words really meant. In the Aramaic, the scholars take the root words and they build the meanings around the root words. It's far, far different than English, far deeper and far more important. So here's what he said. Not just love your enemies, but he, this. From a hidden place within you, Unite with your enemy from the inside. And I'll be sharing later details on how to do this. Fill the inner void that makes them swell outwardly and fall out of rhythm with you instead of progressing step by step. Bring yourself back into rhythm within. Find the movement that mates with theirs like two lovers creating life from dust. Do this work in secret so that enemy doesn't know. This kind of love creates, it doesn't emote. When I first picked up Dr. Douglas Claus's book, I was totally amazed. It was different than anything I'd ever heard the church teach. It was vastly more beautiful. And it was so obvious that there was depth and meaning and purpose in all of the words. And what we know about the Aramaic is that it is not just a, a language for the mind. It's not just a language to be, you know, list the words, define the meanings, and all of a sudden you've got the understanding in your head. No. The Aramaic is what is called a transpersonal psychology within it, where the, the meanings of the Aramaic, the sound of the very words themselves, are healing. The sound of the words can take us to an altered state of consciousness, stepping into the Aramaic truth and claiming them and choosing to apply them to, in our, to our hearts and in our hearts is vastly different than stuffing information in our head. When I first read this, I was just beginning to study the Aramaic about 16 years ago, a language about I wanted to know how to apply what Yeshua taught. And I was totally taken back when I first saw what was there. I can still remember that day when hoping to find a way to deal with an enemy that I had at that point, I suddenly realized that he was just a reflection of my own energies. Oh boy, now what? I couldn't get even with him. 
I couldn't find a way to really nail him. <laughs> the now what was the deepest question inside of me. How would someone know that I've labeled them as an enemy unless I've treated them harshly, reacted to them with angry words, or maybe just ignoring them, maybe criticizing them behind their back to other people? Sometimes ignoring others is the loudest voice in the room. Following is what I began to learn and understand. I had work to do. I had to learn to love my enemy as if that enemy was myself, because that is indeed the truth. That person was doing me a favor by showing me a reflection of myself. Wow! And when I was able to look at that and own it and say, okay, I want to know. I want to be my best self. I want to learn how to do this. I knew I was being called to do it. And as I look back over the last many years, I know that that and many other principles that I've talked about, the Aramaic is there to be applied to our hearts to be applied to the way we live, not stuffed in our heads. And that inner work that was required of me was that I had to learn how to be deeply honest. I had to ask myself, what is it that had been keeping me from my owning my own negative actions, from owning the conflicts that I experienced, from owning every time I blamed somebody else, and always finding reasons to label others as less than myself. The truth is I had learned that from the church. And all the self-righteousness and the holier-than-thou and the dogma and, oh my, once I accept the fact that I'm wicked and bad and then I get myself saved, whatever that is, then, oh, I'm better than everybody else because I'm now forgiven. Oh, I remember so many times hearing people say, when faced with something inside themselves, oh, well, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven, and I walk away. Wow. And I saw that happen. And I said, wait a minute, it's time to say, oh, you know what? No, I'm not forgiven. I'm not forgiven until I deal with this. I couldn't see the log in my own eye, but I had been taught by the Christian church to use that old scapegoat routine, wherein I just quickly said the same words, forgive me for blank, and then, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven. And that ended my responsibility. No, it didn't. To own my own sins, as the church calls it, to own my own mistakes is what Yeshua taught. Mistakes are not sinful and wicked and bad. Mistakes are opportunities to learn. But this was completely foreign to me. I had to act, and I had to become different than ever before. The Aramaic was becoming more and more a powerful revelation of how to practice the truth instead of just believing something in my head. When I learned that the divine actually welcomed all of my shadow parts to the table of the table of divine connection. When I realized that the divine welcomed every part of me, 
with no judgments, no condemnation, but with a loving energy that says, come, let's transform all this. Come, let's work together. I began to realize, no, there's no God up in the sky that's angry. There's no God up in the sky that wants to punish. I just own my own stuff and found out that it wasn't wicked at all. It was my shadow self, the parts of me that needed to be transformed and awakened. And though the church always uses that word sin to label our mistakes, I knew that there was more to life than that. I was just then beginning to learn. But when I began to understand all this, I was suddenly no longer afraid of some angry God up in the sky. <laughs> wow. In fact, I saw a picture the other day uh, on Facebook, a little, uh, cartoon-like, a bunch of people walking with uh, umbrellas and, and rain coming down real hard right over their heads. But right in the middle of them all was a guy that didn't have an umbrella. And the sun was shining on his head. And I said, right there, hmm, when we surrender to the lies of religion, we feel like we're in a rainstorm. But when we open to divine connection, the sun is shining and no umbrella is needed. So I began to feel that I had no longer needed to be afraid of some God. But I realized that as Yeshua taught, the divine is within me, and I wanted to learn more and more how to experience that. The Aramaic Lord's Prayer, as I've been sharing with you at different times, is grossly mistranslated and misapplied by the church. There were no forgiveness of sins at all mentioned by him in that prayer, nor was any forgiveness required. None. What he really said was not forgive us our trespasses or sin. He said, loosen the cords of mistakes that are wrapped around me. In the same way, help me to unwrap the cords of guilt that I have put around other people. Now, that for me was huge. And I began to practice that with that guy that I had labeled an enemy. After being disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to nail him, <laughs> I began to see the real issue. And that began to change over 50 years of having learned the wrong things. No angry male God? Yes, none. None at all. Then I began to learn of this kingdom, queendom within me. As Yeshua said, the Makuta da Shemaya, the kingdom, queendom of heaven within. And you know what? There can never be a kingdom or a queendom without the presence of a king or a queen. And that's exactly what he taught. And it's our job. It's our, it's our privilege. It's our task. It's, it's an opportunity for us as we live this life to begin to understand what it means to experience the divine within us. Again, I would ask you to go back to the website and look there on the very first page. The first two short books available for downloads there. One talks about the spiritual path of being the quest for spiritual identity. And the other one talks about experience, uh, the feeling and knowing the experience of the divine within. I would encourage you to go there. Check it out. 
and send me messages. Ask me questions. I don't know everything, but I am continually learning each step of the way. And so with all the old fears fading away, I could begin to be instead of just believe something. Wow, what a difference that was. I had to first learn to own my true identity, the divine within me. Then I could begin to own my mistakes, not project them onto some enemy and pretend that I was free. The old denial of that is not me was being replaced with, yes, I did that, and I choose to replace that old energy with love for myself and love for all others, no exceptions at all. It's a challenge. There'll be more to this story and more to the practice when I return in just a minute. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So in all that we have to learn, and all that's available for us to learn about labeling enemies or not labeling enemies, in this choice, in the very beginning of it all, is my choice to give birth to a new me and live beyond all the old energies. You see, Yeshua never said, you must be born again. No, he didn't say that at all. That is the church's purposeful mistranslation and application of his words that said, you must give birth to a new self within yourself. And what he did, he said, it's like in the time of creation, when the darkness was everywhere, according to the old creation stories, and the divine called forth light out of the darkness. And he said, 
do that work within yourself. Look at the darkness within. It's not sin. It's not bad stuff. It's not wickedness. Look at the darkness and call forth light out of the shadow. Yes, we can. And that is just exactly what the church didn't want us to see because the church wanted us to be dependent upon the preachers and the priests and all of that nonsense. Another mistranslation by a church that never understood what Yeshua really said, but they left him in the dust of history, and they replaced him with dogma. Let's go back to our story. The enemy maker is the one who has not yet learned to love their own self without any guilt or shame or blame. I need to, uh, to know deep inside myself that I only need to make others guilty when I've yet not owned my own shadow and the negative energies inside. Once I deal with those negatives and change them, I don't have a need to make anybody else guilty of anything. Wow. Talk about freedom. We can look at others and their attitudes. We can look at others and what we see their mistakes or their things they won't look at, the things they won't deal with inside themselves. And we can say, wow, I am really sad for that person. But I'm not going to condemn them. I'm not going to make them an enemy. I'm not going to do anything negative at all. But just say, show me. Is there any of that kind of activity going on inside of me? I want to see it. I want to know. Yeshua spoke of the human shadow. And once again, it was distorted by those who never understood the Aramaic. In one place, he said, the lamp of the body is the eye. Be careful that your light does not become covered over with darkness. And right here is where he taught of the human shadow and how to deal with it. The Aramaic reveals that the lamp is the divine itself within us. The eye is the full essence of the human being. Therefore, that verse says, the divine within you is your essence. Wow. What covers over our divinity then? It's nothing but the lies and the distortions, the things that we believe about others instead of owning them for ourselves. The human shadow is what we must understand and call forth light from those dark places. When he said, you are the light of the world, he was saying that when we experience the divine within, we will shine as lights, never, uh, or instead rather, of walking in the shadow places. The darkness is never sin, as the dogma of the church wants us to believe. For a deep study of the human shadow, go back to some of the shows that are already archived here on this uh, network, and you'll find three or four shows where I dealt with that in detail. When I own my own shadow self, I am free. When I experience a greater, the greater I am within me, the smaller I am, then I can begin to live beyond all smallness, beyond past beliefs, beyond shame and guilt, beyond the not good enough lies from the past, beyond the need to have enemies. It's then that I'm free to love all others and support and encourage all others to become their most beautiful self too. Now, 
we need to go back, as I promised you, and look more deeply at more insights into those nine lines from Yeshua about how to love an enemy. So let's go back and take a look at that. The first line was from a hidden place within. All of our spiritual work is done within. The place inside of ourselves that cannot be seen by anyone. No one can access that inner place but you. It can only be done by choice. That inner place is the exact place where the divine resides. And one of the most powerful insights in the kingdom queendom of heaven within is that this is a divine empowerment wherein we can feel and practice the power of the I can and choose to live in the energy of I can. I can give birth to a new self. I can love others. I can love my own shadow self. I can love my enemies. In fact, I will stop labeling anybody as an enemy, and therefore, I won't have any enemies to deal with. Ha-ha! The I am within me is the power of divine connection. And as I said before, the Western world and the Western mind know nothing of what is within because of religion and dogma and Western nonsense, Western confusion. Nothing of the internals is real. The Western mind is mostly not capable of doing the spiritual work of transformation until the heart replaces the mind and we get on with our inner work. The second line, unite with your enemy from the inside. As our inner place becomes the center of our choices in living, we see common issues with those we've labeled as an enemy instead of differences that are only in our perceptions. We can learn to unite with the negative energies we see in them because those energies have been or are within us, or we wouldn't see them. And we can make a list of those energies and begin to understand that we are more one with others than we've been able to admit before. Ah, and as we find them within ourselves, we can take responsibility for them and choose to transform every one of those negative energies. We do this by replacing them with specific actions that are the opposite of the negative energies we own and we let go, we replace, and we become new together. The third line was fill the inner void that makes them swell outwardly. This is about filling, or about us filling our own inner void, not theirs. As Yeshua said, deal with the log in your own eye <laughs> instead of the splinter in the other's eye. By doing our inner work of transformation, we heal ourselves. It is only as I practice healing myself that I can be effective and, and a channel for bringing healing to others. Clearing my inner shadow, and it can be a lifelong task, but it makes it possible to help others heal. Loosening those cords of mistakes around myself opens the door to no longer holding anyone guilty or anyone unhealed. As I claim the gifts in pain and suffering, I live deeper in trust and connection with divine purpose. I begin to understand more and more of why I have come to the planet the truth is, my friends, we are all here to be healed. Then, together, we can dance in the delights of imperfection because we are learning together instead of creating enemies. 
Our imaginations of the enemies swelling up with pride is nothing but our own judgment of them. The swelling is not literal, of course, but w would you like you, if you met a stranger somewhere, as I asked before? Actually, we meet ourselves in every enemy that shows up, and we just simply need to say, whoop, there I am again, and I will deal with that energy. The next line, and fall out of rhythm instead of progressing step by step. The truth is that we are always temporarily out of step with others as we hear a different drum beat inside. Just like the old adage, those who are, were dancing wildly were thought to be crazy by those who couldn't hear the music. I don't know who said that, but I'm sure you've probably seen that. So then, what attachments of our own or theirs might be involved in the different drum beats that we are hearing? Different attachments, different values, different uh, struggles are all temporarily what keeps us apart from any enemy. No differences are permanent. Spirituality, and or in spirituality rather, differences only exist as long as one or both refuse to do their own inner work. Living above the chaos is to live in the transcendent awareness as we live together in all, above all, that separates us. The next line, bring yourself back into rhythm within. Choosing to transform our old energies is to step back into harmony with where divine connection within is our true rhythm. That is our healing. That is what takes us to living in compassion and inclusion rather than being separate as enemies. To live in gratitude is refusing to live alone or separate. To step into surrender is not giving up, but rather opening to more as, we've as we then are able to remember who we truly are. To live in unconditional love is to live in divine cooperation rather than to be living alone. This is beyond simple prayer request silliness to some external God. It is rather flowing with the divine instead of asking for things from some God up in the sky. To live in curiosity is to live in always being open to more. To live in expectation is to live beyond the fear of losing. That fear of losing that takes us to the shadow side of living in separation. You all remember it was Yoda from Star Wars who said that the fear of losing always takes us to the dark side. And that all comes from Joseph Campbell and his book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. So, what are we here to do? Are we going to wake up? Are we going to live free, live above it all, live above the chaos? Do we know what living in transcendent awareness is really about? I'll be having some shows coming up in the near future about the, the different ways and what it means to live in a transcendent awareness above and beyond the chaos of the things we find and see and experience here in this three-dimensional reality. I'll continue with the Arabic lines and the further explanation of those when I return right after this break. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. 
Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're working our way through the Aramaic lines, the transliterations of the three words, love your enemies. And the next line is this, find the movement that mates with theirs. To understand the energies that affect the enemy is to understand our own selves. Let me say that again. If you want to understand the energies that are affecting that other person that has been labeled an enemy, we must first come to understand what it is, the energies that are within our own self. Their judgments and our own judgments reveal that we lack more than we've yet admitted. Otherwise, we wouldn't feel a need to judge them. The enemy is always a mirror, a mirror that reflects back to us what we need to change inside of ourselves, not how bad they are. As we identify with that enemy and their needs, their experiences, their wounds, and their life story, we can find out how our story matches parts of theirs. Oh, it's always different in detail, but it's always the same as well. It is in that understanding that we can learn to live, or to love rather, both them and to love our own self too. In finding common ground with others, we find what we agree with rather than the need to push them away. In agreement, everything changes. Tell me more replaces the closed doors of rejection. Questions like, how did you discover that? What does that mean to you? What is the meaning of life for you? We're talking to our enemy now. 
or to say to them, what are you searching for more than anything else? What is lacking in your life, do you feel? What were your deepest wounds? Ah, my friends right there, if we fully understood the wounds of other people, we would hug them, love them, care for them, support them, and let them do the same for us. We all have been wounded. We all have been hurt. We need to open our hearts and say, yes, that happened. Now, how can I heal from that? How can I find the opposite energies and live in the positive rather than the old wounds? These are all issues that will take us to removing that enemy label. I had to learn that for myself. What were my deepest wounds and how did they affect me? I wasn't able to find healing for my old, the oldest wounds until I began studying the Aramaic language 16 years ago. But it was when I began to study that and seek to understand it, not in my head, in my heart, and then to practice it. As I began to practice what the Aramaic was teaching, what Yeshua said, I began to heal for the first time in my whole life. I had given up. I threw the baby out with the bathwater, whatever each of those are, and I knew that there was just no hope for me at one point until I found the Aramaic, and then I knew that there is hope, and I found it. And all that I've shared on all the 40-some past radio shows of this last year, you will find the truths there, the Aramaic insights hidden there. You will find them in my book. Now on Amazon, it's called Liberating Jesus from Christianity. It's the same book that was there before with a different title. It used to be called Jesus Was Not a Christian, but now it's Liberating Jesus from Christianity. And on the website that I mentioned, you will find it. I want to share everything I can with everyone I can to help make all of our lives more beautiful. We can do it. Yes, we can. The last of the parts of the, of the Aramaic lines is this. Like two lovers creating life from dust, he said, living a divine connection takes us to be more creative than ever. Cooperating with others instead of competing with them is the goal. Each one doing their part to bring forth harmony is seen in this old phrase, it takes two to tango, and therein is the image of honoring our different roles, <clears throat> our different functions, and each of us are unique contributions to the human race that mostly we have not yet realized. They have not yet realized who they truly are, nor have we yet realized the fullness of what it means to say we are the divine in human form. Then he said, do this work in secret so that the enemy doesn't know. And here is the challenge to do our own work and not worry about what the other person is doing or not doing. We do our work when we do that 
in the actions of spiritual practices, in meditation, in choosing to replace the old within with the new, whatever that new is for you. You get to choose that. You get to focus on a positive energy and say, I'm replacing the old negative thing with this new positive trait. And I'm going to ask my closest friends and those that love me the most, I'm going to share this with them. And I'm going to ask them to help me remember, to tell me when they see me not practicing what it is I'm looking to do in a gentle, loving reminder. And then we can say, whoops, okay, now I will remember more next time. But we do our work in secret. And in all of those patterns, in all those practices, we become light for other people. In not requiring others to do something that we're not willing to do, we make peace. And when we make peace in that way, we make peace on the whole earth. Then the last line, the last part, was this kind of love creates. It doesn't emote. In other words, this kind of love creates something new. It doesn't stop with just some kind of emotions. Love always creates. Love will never hurt anyone. Love will never destroy. When the emotions of disunity are dealt with, we then create love, harmony, unity, cooperation, support, healing, compassion, inclusion, and more. When we create love, we have something to look forward to. When we create harmony, we have the experience of learning from each other and walking together, singing the same song. The same with unity. We begin to know that we are not alone. And the more we know we're not alone, the less we feel afraid. When we step into cooperation, we find that I can't do everything, but if I depend on others, they have some answers as well. And they can step into this, and I can learn from them, I can help them, and they can help me. And in all of this, we support each other. We encourage each other. And when we do all of these things, something amazing is happening deep within. Suddenly, we realize something is being healed. It's me. I'm being healed. The old is passing away. The new is presenting itself every day. I am no longer wounded. I'm dealing with all of that. And in that, we find that we have compassion for others who have not yet found that secret. Compassion, inclusion, no one is left alone. In dancing together, in all of that, we create together and we dance in the delights of divine connection and we see our unfolding purpose for being here on the planet. What is your purpose for being here? And without the emotions of anger and frustration, blame and shame, disowning what we actually have neglected, we create a new life and a new way of being as we walk our path together back home. 
Our destiny is always much bigger and much more beautiful than we have yet known. Your most beautiful self awaits your choices. I will see you all next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion. Your life is waiting next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.